again, everyone. It is time once again for the Mainland Podcast, and this is episode number 313. I am your host, Michael Citro, the founder and managing editor of the Mainland.com, SB Nation's website covering Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, OCB, all things soccer related in the city beautiful. And joining me up in Tallahassee, Florida, is my co-host, David Rowe. Dave, how you doing? Um, well, as of 11 a.m., uh, better than you guys down there, seeing as one Ian, and we're not referring to Ian Fleming, but Hurricane Ian mm-hmm. is bearing down upon you and some of the others that are in the area and seems to be skipping me altogether. Well, I uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. I don't like it. Uh, this is not my favorite. I, I don't like it for you. Yeah. Uh, we're we're in inland pretty far, so it's it's not as bad for us as a couple of our staff writers who are over in the Tampa area who are bugging out of there and getting out of Dodge, which is good. Stay safe, Marcus and Ben. And um, you know, we will we will try our best to keep normal service as we can here in uh, at the mainland at mainland towers as we bunker down and, and hunker in you know, hunker down and bunker in or whatever you want to call it it's <laughs> it's not it's not going to be ideal but uh you know we'll we'll see how it goes and um yeah up in there we'll, in the sat the satellite office up here uh at uh the studio we're, we're doing okay senior. yeah casa de dave is going to be just fine Indeed. um so we'll see how this thing goes uh it would be really nice if we would just do a little curly and just head for inter Miami, just right dump right on inter Miami. That'd be good. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there's another team down there called the hurricanes. It, it seems appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem appropriate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're not looking forward to this, but we will possibly have some disruptions. Uh, we're getting this podcast recorded on Tuesday night. It'll go live. Once I, once I put this thing out there and upload it, it's gone out on Wednesday and we should be fine at least into Thursday, I'm guessing, as far as content. Now, beyond that, I don't know, because it's going to depend on <laughs> who's got power and who's got Internet and all of that stuff. So uh, we'll do our best. And um, I'll play a lot of uh, Scorpions from the early 80s, I think, uh, to just pass the time. Nice. Yeah. You know, a little rock you like a hurricane. So. Exactly. Uh, I was hope I was I wanted to give everybody a minute to see if they figured it out. Yeah, yeah, a little pause, a little pause. But you know, some of our listeners are younger and they have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. That's why I figured <laughs> uh, they might need a second to get on the Google machine and look it up. Yeah, we we always hesitate to say this, Dave, but we think this is going to be a shorter show than usual. Uh, shall we try? We'll try. And the reason we think that is because there was no Orlando City game this past weekend because of the international break. So there's nothing to recap from them, but the Pride did play twice. Not mm-hmm. so's you'd notice. <laughs> Especially the first one. Not so's their opponents would notice. But uh, yeah, they had a couple of matches. Pride played against uh, North Carolina Courage at home uh, last Wednesday. In fact, they closed out the, the home schedule. Uh, with a pair of home games, uh, North Carolina on Wednesday, and then San Diego making it its inaugural visit to Exploria Stadium on the weekend. So it was uh, it was not a great <laughs> bunch of results there. The slide continued on Wednesday with a three nothing drubbing at the hands of De- mostly Dabinia, but all of the courage took part in that, and that was not uh, ideal as the uh, the pride coughed up yet another game and uh, that made it four consecutive losses and three of them in a row by shutout. Yeah. Less, less than good for certain. Um, that Dabinia is pretty, pretty, pretty good. And it's like to have a player that can score goals like basically every game. That would be so cool. I don't know what that's like. Uh, the The last time Orlando had scored was, was the 37th minute in a 2-1 loss to O.L. Reign. 
Maggie Dougherty Howard staking her team to a one nil lead. And from that point on, Dave, the pride gave up nine consecutive goals to lose four consecutive games. And of course the, the heartbreaker is you, you give up the stoppage time goal to Megan Rapino and uh, keeps you from having a result and maybe staying in that playoff race. That game, if you'll recall the, pride if they win it climb above the playoff line yep yeah that was the last gasp but with that loss the team went into a tailspin lost three more consecutive games in a row that's redundant but uh, so are the pride at this point uh and uh, this team can now finish anywhere from ninth to 11th they can (laughs) that's not ideal in a 12 team league no it's not, but no wooden spoon. No wooden spoon. A Gotham cannot catch the pride, which is nice. Uh, there are some teams that still can pass the pride. The good news, t- though, too, Dave, is this. Lots of teams jockeying for playoff position, and all of the teams that are chasing the pride from behind play teams that are in playoff places. So the Washington Spirit are playing Houston. Uh-huh. Uh, the Houston Dash currently in fifth place and uh, feeling footsteps behind them. Uh, so they're going to give that their all, although it is at Washington. Uh, Louisville will also be hosting. Uh, Racing Louisville will be hosting Kansas City Current. Kansas City Current currently, currently not uh, no pun intended, the third place team in the league and uh, still with a shot at the uh, Supporter Shield. Just two points behind Portland and uh, the Portland Thorns, by the way, will also be in action against uh, they'll, they'll be in action against uh, Gotham. So no, nothing there. But the, yeah, the Spirit and Racing Louisville both uh, have difficult games. And uh, if the Pride can just uh, get a result, then they'll assure themselves of ninth. They cannot catch Angel City in eighth. Uh, they are seven points behind Angel City. It's it's ridiculous now because the <laughs> the playoff line right now uh, is at thirty one points. North Carolina Courage uh, have shot up the charts and gotten into that sixth spot, and uh, the Pride now are nine points adrift. Uh, when just four games ago they could have been in a playoff spot, so that tells you how quickly things can change in the NWSL. And especially when you are just absolutely sinking like a stone, like the pride have been. So that a three, nothing loss uh, to North Carolina was, was very bad. And uh, it really, it's really disheartening to see the team finishing like this yet again, the pride did manage to get a result on uh, the weekend against San Diego, but it felt like a loss because the team led to nothing and then gave up two goals, the second one to a former Pride player with just three minutes to go in normal time. So uh, they could have stopped the slide and stopped the tradition, the annual tradition of just tanking at the end of the year. But no, they uh, they drew two to two, and it honestly could have been a loss. I, I thought once, once Korniak scored to make it 2-2, I honestly thought that San Diego might score two more. Yeah, you even said so in the internal chat. You said this is going to be 3-2 or 4-2, and thankfully you're wrong. But yeah, it, still, I mean, giving up two goals at home in your last home match of the season, and one of them, you know, Taylor Korniak, former Pride player, that's just uh, so disheartening. In front of a, a big crowd, 6,000-plus, the biggest crowd at, at Exploria for a Pride game this year. They deserve mm-hmm. to be sent off with a win. They were not. And uh, now the team will go to OL Rain this weekend and play a very late night game. And uh, assuming they get a get a flight out of here um, before yeah, right. the uh, before the airport closes. So yeah, they've got a 10 p.m. game Saturday night against OL Rain, a team they don't play well against, and they have never won in any of the home team home venues that the Rain have played in over the the last several years. So. It's looking like another one of these. And, and this this team, with the exception of 2017, when the Pride made the 
playoffs. They finished with a 6-0-3 record, so nine games unbeaten to end the season. That's that's good. That's what you want. Yes, that's the opposite of what they're doing now. The opposite of what they're doing now, which is the annual tradition of absolutely being awful at the end of the year. This started in 2016 when the team finished on an eight-game winless skid, 0-7-1. They skipped 2017 and actually did the things we wanted them to do, which was nice. Uh, 2018, they finished 0-4-2, six-game winless streak. 2019, they finished 0-5-2, seven-game winless streak. 2020, they only played in the fall series, and they went 0-2-2 in the fall series. So they they actually went 0-7-4 if you go back to their previous win in 2019. Uh, last year they finished with five straight losses. So that was new. They didn't even bother getting a draw in there just to change it up a little bit. Sure. And this year they are currently on an Oh, four and one five game winless streak with a chance to break it at OL rain on Saturday in the finale, but I'm not betting lots of money on that or any. (laughs) No, no. Um, we don't uh, officially. We don't give financial advice or betting advice, mm-hmm. but don't bet any money on that game for the pride. No, it's amazing. I mean, most teams. I mean, even in, in bad seasons, most teams somehow get a result sometime after September 11th. But this team doesn't. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of it. It's different coaches. It's been different. GMs, it's been different players, and it's always the same. It's like, well, we tried. Yeah, I'm trying to keep in perspective that this is a mulligan of a season between coaching issues and uh, injuries and having Seb step in. And yes, we had that brief little glorious, uh, you know, Seb-tastic uh, seven games in a row, and that was wonderful. Mm-hmm. But they were playing over their head and getting incredibly lucky at the same time. Yeah, And so it, it that was not going to be sustainable. Um, I, you know, I think that there's potentially good things down the road next season, depending on who's healthy and and who else they bring in. We'll have to see. And we'll talk about that, of course, in the off season, but um, yeah, it's just, they went from being the team you didn't want to watch to the team. We loved watching back to the team. We don't want to watch. Indeed they did. And it's, you know, when Ian Fleming told us that, you know, this team could make a run and we all, we just kind of rolled our eyes. We just like, no way this team yep. is making a run. And then they go and do it. And they had been mostly getting draws, but you know, kind of inching their way up and then they get two wins in a row. And you're thinking, wow, they, they actually have a shot at this and they actually are appear to be getting better. And then all of a sudden, wham, you hit that end of the season mark and boom, 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 loss, 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 loss. And everything happened at once. Um, Kylie Strom went back to playing like someone who's never played soccer before uh, after having really almost me eating my words kind of streak. Yeah. Um, Seb, I think the last several games has made some very curious personnel decisions. There have been some injuries, so I, I have to give him that. But, you know, the team had some momentum, brought in another player who scored on her debut, and it looks like, wow, this is this might actually yeah. happen, you know? And no, then, then it all just, it was like a big uh, tease. And I continue to see some players on the field that I just don't think can play in this league. And I hope that they're, you know, I hope that they're developed or moved on to somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's still plenty of work for uh, Ian and whomever is going to be steering the ship come next season. I mean, your last two goals were by Maggie Doherty Howard, who who is not a bad player, although she had some real howlers in the middle of that four game losing streak. Um, yes. But uh, that's not the player you want to be your leading scorer. If that's if that's your leading scorer, you got problems elsewhere. 
which they do. Hence her being the lady scorer. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> it's it's not fun. It's not fun to watch them. For a while, it was fun to watch them. They were getting results. They were playing hard. And you're right. They were playing a little bit over their heads and they were getting results that maybe some of them weren't quite earned. If you looked at the expected goals, uh, it's just not been, it's not been great. And it would have been nice down the, down this uh, final stretch of the season to maybe have seen some, a few other players, maybe get some minutes who didn't get right. minutes. We finally got to see Haley Bouyea. Uh Not very much, but off the bench a couple of times, at least we know she does actually exist. And plays soccer for the pride. So <laughs> and plays good. soccer for the pride. Uh, I would have loved to have seen some Kaylee Collins, but she had an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, see what she could do in goal, especially when the team had basically three goalkeepers hurt at the same time, <laughs> either questionable or out. And uh, maybe and Viviano Viacorta goes down. Yeah. Uh, Clough gets hurt also. Michaela Clough, who, who replaced her in the lineup, uh, picked up a knock. I mean, there were, there were a lot of injuries and some problems, but just in the end, um, I think there's still some reliance on some players that I just don't think are that good, or at least they haven't shown me they're that good. Maybe, maybe they will undergo a renaissance. And I know that, for example, this is, this is Carrie Abello's first year. I just don't, I don't see what she does. Well, she tries hard, which is always good. But I mean, you and I could get out there and try hard. We would not have better results. No, no, we would not. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I don't like calling people out, but I mean, there are there are some players on this team that I just don't. I don't. When I look at other NWSL teams, I think these are players that would not make their roster. Right, and their players would absolutely start over the people that we have. Yeah, and and it's. I think it's okay to go youth movement, but you you have to have young players that are actually good. <laughs> that, am I am I am I asking too much? Uh, we would also like them to be good and not injured. Yeah, that would help too. Um, it's been an interesting season to say the least for the Pride. With all that's going on, it's not surprising they are where they are. What's surprising is that they almost dug themselves out of an enormous hole and then went, you know, that hole was a little cozy. Let's go back in there. <laughs> like they, they almost climbed out of it and they went, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Uh, I'm not sure that we, we should be doing this. Perhaps the, we shouldn't. It's not the time to pull the Michael Corleone. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Yeah, but that's what happened. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the pride won't be able to hurt us anymore after Saturday at OL rain, Dave, they will be done for the year. Like OCB, they will not be able to torment us as we know, football is death. And, uh, it certainly has been for the pride over the years, especially in the last month and a half, two months of the season. Indeed it is. Try winning after September, please. (laughs) Just try, just try See if you like it. You might just try it on for size. Uh, it might look good. You might be like, "Ooh, this is uh, this is very uh, fitting." Yeah. Any old team can win in August or July. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think we proved that this year. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Let us turn our attention toward more bad news. Ready? Oh, yeah, sure. The U.S. men's national team, Dave, is bad. Yes, they are. Now, good job by the guys getting to the World Cup. Good job getting through CONCACAF. We're kind of told that this was a team built for after CONCACAF. That did not show in these friendlies. Now, I I know, again, you get some starters that are out. You get some other starters who kind of... Uh, and missed some time in these friendlies. I mean, uh, Polisic didn't play in the first one. Uh, Gio Reyna left with some tightness in the second one. But a 2 nothing loss to Japan and a nil-nil draw to Saudi Arabia, those are not the kind of things that fill me with confidence that this team is going to get through Wales and England and Iran to yeah. make it out of the group stage, you know, in late November. No, no, no confidence 
uh, whatsoever. This is a group, uh, especially over these last two matches, that looked disinterested in being there. And for a bunch of, I mean, they are the youngest squad in World Cup. For them to not have the fire in them to go out and do better, try harder, is incredibly disappointing and, and alarming now that uh, the the next match they play is going to be in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some guys that look like maybe they, they need more uh, playing time elsewhere from, on their clubs. Um, I think Pulisic played particularly well today, but he was the only one that seemed to be able to take anyone on or even willing to take anyone on. Mm-hmm. Weston McKenney didn't seem like he really was all that excited to be out there today. Serginio Dest. Uh, it was a very lackluster performance again uh, against Saudi Arabia. And, and I get it. They're, they're defensive. They're staying organized. They're pressing a little bit, but they're not, they're, they're willing to just wait and come on the counter. There was a lot of possession between the midfield stripe and the top of the box, but really nothing in, in beyond that per se. Uh, there's, there's just no dynamic forward on this team. Pepe wasn't today. Ferreira hasn't been. It's it's gross. Yeah, it's with and and we've known about this problem for a while. I mean, the the biggest question for a long time has been, okay, who is going to be the number one, number nine? Mm-hmm. And nobody's been able to figure it out, including uh, Triple G. So yeah. this team needs Weya. This team needs Musa. This team yep. needs. Uh, Anthony Robinson, none of them were out there. Um, Gio Reyna wasn't cooking today, and and you know it it's, it wasn't wasn't good against Japan. It, it hasn't been good. Um, they were friendlies. I didn't like the shape today. I didn't like the tactics today. That's on Burhalter, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what he tells them to do if they're not willing to move the ball quickly. And it's just if you're if you're playing against an organized team that's playing defense, you can't just plod the dang thing around. You, you've got to actually move it quicker, one-touch passing, make some moves. Maybe, maybe I don't know, Serginio Des has some really tremendous skills. Maybe make a move on somebody. Yeah. Weston McKenney is a very good player normally. Do something. Yeah. I don't like him on the wing, and that's where he was most of the day. Yeah. I don't know. He needs to be able to mix it up more. Uh, I'm not hopeful. There was a guy in the stands today who I would love to see in a uniform. One Daryl DK. Yes, that would. uh, Yeah, he brings extra elements that none of the other strikers do. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good. I mean, he's good with the feet. Yeah, some of the others are good for with their feet. Um, he's got a nose for goal. Okay, some of them have that. His size is a difference maker, and there's yeah. no but there's nobody else in that group that can do what he can do in that respect. Yeah, he's strong. He can he can overpower defenders. Uh, he can create his own shot. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I did not like what I saw. I, and I I don't know what it is about Kellen Acosta that I don't like him on the inter, on the national team. He's a he's a fine MLS midfielder, but. I mean, he was he was bad today. I thought I thought he was he made a lot of mistakes, a lot of turnovers, and uh, yeah, don't want him out there. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. I, I I'm <laughs> the, I, I really want this to be the biggest troll job ever, where you know they 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 kind of tanked it, and then they'll you know they're goading everybody and the the other teams into thinking that they're that they're indeed that bad. And not actually that bad, and then they'll get to the group stage and, and kick butt. I don't actually believe that. That's wishful <laughs> thinking on my part. The old rope a dope. Yeah, that is, uh, is rose colored glasses fixed firmly on my face, and I even then I don't really believe what I'm saying right now. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll see what happens in November. But that was gross. That was ugly. Yes. All sir. right. Um, well, 
We've still got to do our mailbag box. We'll get to that in a moment. We'll also do our key matchups and predictions for Orlando City at New York City FC this weekend. We're going to do all of that right after this. And we're back. Welcome back. Dave, would you like to get to our mailbag box? I love the mailbag box. I'll take that as a yes, then. Let's do it. All right. Let's start. Well, I should probably tell people how to do it. If you want to send us a question, we'll answer it on our next broadcast or podcast, whatever you want to call this thing that we're doing. Uh, There's two ways you can do it, really. There's lots of ways you could do it, but the two most effective ways of asking us anything, soccer-related, not soccer-related, anything, is email us at the mainland at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter. Our Twitter account is at the mainland and use the hashtag ask TMLPC. And in all cases use main or spell main M a N E please. That's how you do it. The other way doesn't work. Doesn't work. We won't see it. All right. We'll start in the Gmail, Dave, as we often do. And uh, I am going to read you some questions from Joey Michaud. I think I'm hopefully pronouncing this correctly. Michaud or Michaud, I'm not sure. But uh, Joey, I don't I don't know if Joey's reached out to us before. If not, welcome, Joey. Yeah, thanks for the email. It says, hey, guys, love the show. Seeing as there's no games to recap, Orlando City, that is. Uh, <laughs> I added that part. Few questions, if that's okay. Don't have to answer them all, of course. Tried not to give you any homework. Uh, first one: OCSC. Realistic expectations slash hopes for the final three games of the regular season. Uh, all three matches are winnable. All three matches are losable. Um, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I mean it's. Um, I, I tend to be a fairly positive person, so um, you know I, I definitely hold hope that they will do enough to to make the playoffs. I, I doubt they'll do enough if, if it's even mathematically possible at this point to have a home match. Yeah, I will tackle this with, by saying expectations um, four points out of nine, and hopes nine points out of nine. There you go. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, let's see. Um, especially considering the relative importance of all three games of all three teams in regards to our standings. So, yeah, I mean, we're, yeah. we're talking about New York city, a team that Orlando city could still conceivably surpass for a home game, uh, enter Miami trying to, trying to battle its way into the postseason, and the Columbus crew, same thing. Those, uh, enter Miami and, and the Columbus crew, are are fighting to get in and they're going to be very, very um, uh, hungry teams. Yeah. They're going to be desperate. Uh, They're going to be difficult to beat. The thing is though, those are the kinds of teams you can maybe sit back and say, come at me, bro. And maybe hit them back on the counter. (laughs) You can indeed. And the other thing I'll put out there is uh, two away matches and then a home match. And mm-hmm. normally you would think that's a bad thing, but the way this team has played this year, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I'm really hopeful that they can win the season finale at home and, and finish the season with a winning home record. But uh, mm-hmm. I have I have been burned by that hope before, but we'll see how it goes. See how it goes. Yes, indeed. Uh, Joey also asks, his name was mentioned last episode, and it reminded me of how disappointed I was to hear of his injury right before he got here. What could Gaston Gonzalez bring to the team next year that we might be missing this year? And I'm going to say goals. Yeah. So I've been playing a little bit more FIFA uh, recently and in FIFA 22, he is not injured when you play for with Orlando city. And That's so awesome. Can, and so I can confirm via my own play that he is scoring <laughs> goals. As yeah. scientific as you'd like that to be, but yeah, I mean that's that's absolutely you know what he's going to be. He's going to bring more diversity to the offense that they need. You mm-hmm. know, we've seen a little bit of it um, thanks to Angulo, you know, creating some space, and we've yeah. seen what that did for Torres and what that then does for Kyara. Um, But you know, they 
they brought this kid in for a reason. And, you know, Angulo was a, a great class in, in case of emergency. And Gonzalez is, if, if, if he plays the way we expect him to, it's, it's going to make a big impact on the offense next season. Yeah. What I would think is that you will see him do the things that Ivan Angulo has been doing and scoring goals. That, that's Correct. what my expectation is uh, uh, for him. And, and, and that includes, you know, the tracking back that Angulo does and, and getting into passing lanes the way that uh, Facundo Torres does and, uh, and just giving the team one more dynamic player uh, and, and, and really creating more um, issues for the defense. When, when you've got a, a guy like Torres, you got Gonzalez, you got Cara up top, uh, Pereira, maybe still here, you know, pulling the strings from deeper, but we'll see. Um, it's, it's going to be a little different. The, the the roster will be a little bit different next year. We're not really sure how it will shape up, but uh, that's what I'm expecting from Gaston Gonzalez. And I'm not expecting it right away because this is not an easy injury to come back from. And you're going to have to probably put up with him maybe not being as explosive to start when he gets back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, I mean, he hasn't while he's been with the team, he hasn't been with the team as right. far as training and all those other things. So that's going to take some time as well. Yeah. Uh, Joey also asks us men's national team. If, and when is it time to start to worry about our world cup prospects after a fairly disappointing performance against Japan? We he, that this email came in before today's performance. Um, winning the entire tournament, of course, would be a long shot, but what do you think should be a realistic goal for the squad? Dave, I don't know if you're like me. My thought here is realistically uh, finish second in the group, get to the next stage. And beyond that, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, that's I, I think that's the. At, at this point, like I said, unless they do, unless they're pulling that fast one that I mentioned earlier, that's that's best case scenario um, is to is to finish second and get to the next next uh, level, but, um, Oh boy, <laughs> when is it time to panic now, right now? If you actually, if, if you're listening to this, then the, and you watched the match yesterday as this drops, uh, the time was yesterday. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, not to me, to me, I panic during qualifying, anything that happens after you're qualified. I mean, it's all, it, it sucks to get knocked out in the group stage, obviously, but, I will panic if if they have a full healthy roster and then play like this. I don't imagine this team playing like this because I we haven't seen that no, uh, when everybody's available. Um, there's just too many dynamic players, and I just don't see it happening. And and uh, you know I, I know that people like Aaron Long, but I, I don't know. For me, I thought Miles Robinson brought some some attitude to the team that maybe has been missing the last couple games. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, there's guys like Eunice, uh, Musa also bring some of that swagger to the team and Timothy way, uh, they bring some swagger and that swagger has been missing. It, uh, yeah. I mean, like you mentioned earlier, uh, other than Pulisic doing good things and, and trying to make things happen when nobody else around him was helping, um, you know, those guys you mentioned will help with that. And then maybe, there's enough juice that it wakes Weston up and it wakes up uh, Dest and, and everybody goes, oh, right. Yes, we're supposed to be, you know, trying to win these games. Yeah. Um, so for me, I mean, today's game was in basically an empty stadium. Um, I, I think the team will respond to better energy from the from the stands, whether that's yeah. for them or against them. I think they respond better to that environment. So um, we've seen the team the last couple of years in some knockout you know, competition and they, and they've come up big. So I'm not panicking, but if the team plays like it did today with its full complement, or as close to a full complement as it's going to have uh, come late November, then I will panic a little bit. But I, I think this is a team that's capable on, you know, with a good run of form could win the group, but it's capable of finishing second, like, you know, on any given like if you look at the odds, this team should be competing with Wales for that number two spot in the in the group, realistically. Right. So yes, 
we'll see how it goes. Thank you, Joey, for the questions. And, and please don't be, don't be shy. Keep sending them in. Yeah. Good job on that homework. Yes. Uh, that's all we have in the Gmail box. Dave, what do we got in the Twitters? We do have a couple in the Twitters from uh, our colleague and friend of the pod, Ryan Smith. Um, all right. So his first one, when looking at events like UEFA Nations, do you think the format is a bit confusing for a non-soccer follower and thus makes entry into following the sport harder? In parentheses, groups, relegation, promotion, Euros, qualifying rankings, etc. Do you have a better format? Um, no, I don't have a better format. And I, I don't think it's all that difficult to explain relegation and promotion to people. Um, I think if you have any interest, it's, it's, it's not going to be hard to figure out what's going on. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it as a barrier to entry. I don't either. And I'll add that, you know, when you're talking about pro rel and, or, you know, groups, uh, that's no different. I mean, you, you can easily equate it to, I assume that Brian's talking about, you know, American non-soccer people because yeah. the rest of the world already understands this stuff. You can, you can relate it to, you know, playoffs and, you know, triple A ball and double A ball and, and, you know, divisions. I mean, there's, there's plenty of things in American sports that they probably understand that you can make, if not exact uh, comparisons to at least enough that they'll be able to get it. Yeah. Like a, a, a regular season here is like your group stage, right? Yeah, basically. It's just, and then, you know, the, the knockout rounds are like the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's so I, the answer to the question, no, I don't have a better format. And <laughs> no, I think that it's, you know, look, somebody who knows nothing about a sport can be, if not intimidated, confused. But if there's somebody that cares and is patient with that person and can take five minutes to explain it, uh, and then, you know, another 10 minutes to answer a couple of questions, I think you're probably fine. Yeah. I, I tend to think that people can catch on to anything. I remember when we first got cable TV and I was watching ESPN and there was this weird sport called Australian rules football. Mm -hmm. I had nobody to teach us the rules. The announcers weren't like patiently explaining the rules to Australian rules football. They were just the Australian guys. They were just the guy, you know, commentators from Australia. So I had to sit there and pay attention to what was going on to figure out the rules. And eventually, you know, it didn't take me that long. And I watched it for a couple of weeks and I picked it up more or less, you know, there might be the odd obscure rule here and there that kept cropping up from time to time. But uh, if I can figure out Australian rules football, I figure anybody can figure out the uh, Europa nations league and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. All right. We have another one from Ryan. Um, like Peyton and Eli coverage for Monday Night Football, what former player player pairing, and I think he doesn't mean that they were paired together as players, but former players paired together for commentary, would you like to see for a similar week, weekly soccer coverage? He says, I'll take Dempsey and Howard or Wando and Kobe Jones. All right. So th this is for national team coverage or? MLS? Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't specify, so do whatever you want. All right. Well, um, it's hard for me to like speak intelligently about how, how this would work because I, I have to admit I haven't seen the Peyton-Eli tandem. I've heard good things about it, and I hope some people swear by it, but I, I have tried this new thing lately, the last um, season or two, and that is that since most announcers bother me, I play music when I watch football games now. That is brilliant. I get to sit there and enlist and listen to some awesome tunes and watch without anybody explaining anything to me. And I'm never confused because I know the rules of the game and I, I can, you know, figure out from the referees what they're doing and, and what they're saying. And then there's also those handy little graphics like call reversed and <laughs> state call stands as, you know, the call stands, th these kind of things. So I don't have to put up with annoying people. I can just veg out to some just awesome tunes and, and watch my games. And that's what I've been doing a lot lately. It, it, not just in, in uh, 
for football games, but also soccer games. I really don't like many of the NWSL uh, announcers. So I always watch the pride always with music going. Yeah, that's, I should probably do that. Cause I end up, what I end up doing is I end up yelling at them and calling them idiots for not knowing what they're talking about. <laughs> um, but if I'm going to pick two players that um, I think would be interesting to listen to them comment on a game, I think you got to go no further than the Orlando pride and pluck Seb Hines and Giles Barnes off the bench. I would love to hear what those guys think. You read my mind. That's <laughs> no the kidding. first thing. That's the first pairing I thought of. I thought that that would be that would be awesome. And and I'll take it a step further. Just bring in that whole coaching crew because Miggy's got you know the uh, he's got the you know experience. So you know he's the one that's he's the third guy, and the other two are then the the color commentators. I think I think that would be brilliant. That's funny. I thought I thought for sure you were going to go. You know, with with um, you know players that played for Orlando City or or something or or the U.S. Men's National Team, but uh, it's funny that we came to the same conclusion because I was just thinking, I was thinking watching the the uh, San Diego game the other night, and they would show them on the bench talking to each other, and I just kept going, man, I would love to be a fly on the wall and hear what they're saying. And that's exactly why it's the first thing that I thought of <laughs> as well. You know, I thought of other like, you know, weird things, you know, of course, they're both coaching, so it wouldn't happen. But, you know, having like uh, uh, Steven Gerrard and and um, uh, DC United's coach, Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Yeah. Having the two of them, you know, and of course, what would be funny is, you know, how how well would you be able to understand them? Uh, <laughs> with their their uh, opposing accent, but uh, you know, I, I think that would be interesting. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I think we're in, we're in agreement. Yeah, I think Tesho would be good at it too. Yeah, the only the only thing I'd worry about is uh, you know him devolving into uh, crypto talk or something. No, I think he's he's more along the lines of. Uh of uh cities and and um city planning and how uh how transportation you know can can help out and housing can help uh can be more equitable okay you know what i'm on board with that then so <laughs> but yeah i i do agree with tesho on those things so yeah. uh yeah i'm there for that okay all right that is uh that is it that we got in the twitters that's everything for twitters all right remember Thank you, Ryan, for the questions. You can ask us anything every week here on the Mainland Podcast, two different ways. Hit us up on Twitter at the Mainland with the hashtag AskTMLPC. And uh, you can also email us at the Mainland at gmail.com using AskTMLPC in the subject line. And we will answer your questions on the next show. Don't have to be soccer related, but they can be. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. So uh, drop us a line. Uh, one of the things that we also ask you to do, but you just refuse, is to go on your favorite app where you get our podcast and give us a star rating and a review. And if it's the iTunes or Apple podcast app, we'll read that sucker on the air if it's a five-star ra rating with a review. Why don't you like us? You know, I even had a birthday come and go and nothing. Nothing nothing nada it's so it's and and the mainland just had a birthday come and go and like, nothing i'm not mad i'm just disappointed like if you don't even like me but you like the mainland well the mainland just had a birthday too so, so yeah there you go. there's that yeah all right let's turn our attention back to Orlando City SC, Dave, first time in a couple weeks uh, that we got to talk about the Lions. And the Lions are coming off a huge win over Toronto FC at home. Indeed. Just blasted them right out of the playoff uh, playoff hopes. And um, just a tremendous outing for the Lions. That was at home. We don't expect big wins at home. <laughs> and, no, it was really weird. Yeah. This game against New York City FC is incredibly important. And New York City was really struggling until they won their um, 
game against Atlas mm-hmm. in uh, whatever was that League's Cup or whatever the heck it was, the League's Cup showcase, or maybe it was Campione's Cup. I don't know. One of those things yes, were Campione, not in this Camp- year. Campione's. Okay. And that seems to have jump-started New York City, uh, and they've uh, they've won their last couple. So it's going to be a difficult situation. They're not playing at Yankee Stadium, though, so that's a little good. It's Actually, it's a lot good. We all are winners. <laughs> yes, everybody, from those in the stands to those watching on TV to the players themselves. Mm-hmm. And and little was the, the apropos word there, because that place is little. Yeah. Speaking of little, that takes me to my key matchup in this game. It's my key All matchup. Right, what you got? My key matchup is just take the little guy out of the game, Maxi Morales. Yeah. Uh, it seems like he is a, a lion killer no matter where he is. If he's playing forward, if he's playing deeper in a midfield role, if he's playing out on the wing, he gives Orlando fits and he gets into spaces and, and seems to disappear from the view of the defenders. And I don't like that. I want them to keep an eye on that little guy and, uh, and take care of him. I, I think that right now, you know, there's more sort of emphasis on some of the other attacking players that New York city has, but he's the guy for me that, that kind of pulls everything together and kind of is the glue. So I think you take care of him and that increases your chances of, of handling that, vaunted new york city attack who put him in his pocket yeah well cesar should be back from his illness so that's good so that is a key matchup for me what do you got for your key matchup and then we'll do our score predictions yeah so for me i'm gonna i'm gonna flop to the other end of the uh the pitch and i want torres needs to continue this good run of form that he is on this goal scoring assist providing run a form that he is on. He seems to be feeling himself and that is only good things for Orlando. Him getting a goal, I think is the absolute key, um, whether it ends up, you know, being a winning goal or, you know, the, the start of the goal scoring, um, he, he is able to get this team going. So how he does against the New York city, uh, defense and, you know, getting the ball, ball past Johnson. I think that's where that's, what's going to help. Yeah. Johnson's been very, very good this year. Uh, that defense has been pretty good this year. Alex Collins actually has scored in his last couple of games, so they're gonna have to, they're gonna really have to tighten up on set pieces because he's been dangerous, and yep. so they might they may have found something, some way to get him loose, and he's feeling confident and scoring goals, and that's we would like to crush his soul basically. Yes, I'm hoping the beefy Swede is back and he shall crush him. Yeah, I I don't I don't man, it's been such a long layoff for Robin. It would be nice to to maybe be able to bring him in off the bench and, and get him some minutes. Cause he's, he's not going to be 90 minute match fit at this point. So yeah. um, maybe it'll be one of those games where if Orlando can go out and get a lead late, maybe they go five across the back and bring in Robin and they've got Robin and Rodrigo and, and Antonio all out there uh, along with their fullbacks. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. So uh vital game, but it's on the road. Dave, what do you got for a score prediction? I'm going to uh, stay consistent with what I did last time. And I'm going to say 2-1 win because that turned out pretty well. And also, I actually do think that, uh, you know, with Torres playing how he is, I think Orlando City has the capability of scoring some goals. And I I think they continue that um, in this match. So um, 2-1 win for me on the road. All right. I'm going to go with a... uh... 1-1 1-1 draw on the road in this game. It's um it's difficult to to know what's going to happen here with Orlando like they they had lost a couple in a row on the heels of winning the cup. And then they righted the ship and got a big win over Toronto, but Toronto hasn't been very good and honestly they didn't look very interested in staying in the playoff race in that game if we're being honest. Um yeah. So I don't know. And then to get the win like that and then have to have a week and a half layoff is a little rough. So a little rusty and, uh, and maybe someone makes, um, you know, just kind of switches off for a minute, costs them a goal, but they get one and they come home with a point and they stay uh, in the playoff race, but they haven't quite clinched yet because we can't have nice things like an early clinched playoff spot. 
Well, we certainly haven't ever. So yeah. <laughs> so that's what I've got. So we'll, you know, we'll have to come back and see how it goes. So, so Sunday at 1 PM is that game. It's an afternoon game. And, and I, that's another reason Orlando hasn't typically played well on those, those road afternoon games. So we'll see how they, they do for this one. And, and um, hopefully everybody gets, uh, gets safely out and, uh, you know, with them having to play on uh, Sunday, they may be able to not fly until Saturday. So they may be okay, you know, just staying here through the storm and not having to spend a few days in a hotel. And that's, that's what I'm hoping because usually the longer you're on the road, the more it wears on you. Yes, indeed. So, all right. Well, I think that's all we have. It is indeed. It's good for us. Yes. Well done (laughs) by us. Yeah, we did pretty good. All right. So we'll come back next week, Dave, and we'll recap the New York City FC game. We'll see how the Pride did against the rain in their season finale. And we will have two games to preview next week as the Lions will go on the road or stay on the road, really. They'll go to Miami for a game Wednesday against Inter. And that is a huge, huge game in the Tropic Thunder rivalry. And then uh, Decision Day. We'll preview Decision Day against Columbus, 2.30 on October 9th. The U.S. Women's National Team will also play England um, next week. We'll we'll, we really won't preview that, but we'll talk about it the week after. And uh, so we'll, we'll come back next week and we'll, we'll do all this fun stuff again. How about that? That sounds good. All right. Well, uh, you can read our stuff at the mainland.com. That is the SB nation website covering Orlando city, the Orlando pride OCB and all things soccer related in the city. Beautiful. That's what we want you to do. That's our main bread and butter. Go ahead and visit us at the mainland and read our stuff. And hopefully the storm will leave us alone enough to where we can continue to post stories all week. (laughs) And that would be nice. Um, Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You can follow the mainland on Twitter at the mainland, follow Dave at mainland, Dave, follow me at mainland, Michael and Maine is always spelled M A N E like a lion's mane. It's right there on the crest people. It's right there. It's uh, pretty easy. Subscribe, rate, review this podcast, share it with your friends, play it for your, you know, your date, your second date. on your second yeah. date specifically. We, we hear that has a very high success rate and yep. uh, you know, you'll thank us later. You will. <laughs> All right. We're going to get on out of here and call it a day here on episode 313. Thanks for listening. Thanks to those who sent in questions And we will be back next week, uh, weather permitting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Until then, the only thing left to do is to do the thing we always do at the end, which is to say, go city, go pride.